Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin. You know, once upon a time, we were doing this great show every single week, and we did it for years. And guess what? There's an ebb and a flow to life, right? Well, we're back in flow mode, my friends, and I'll tell you what, I am so motivated to do this and do this twice a week. This is a really important time in our culture. It's a really important time for humanity, isn't it? And here's the thing. I think the media overall should really be ashamed of themselves because they are not just delivering the news. They are delivering news exponential that, excuse me, is designed to scare the shoes right off the ends of your feet, and it's not fair. It's not nice. It's not kindness, and it is certainly not helpful. I was reading yesterday that there were a couple of deaths from the pandemic, but guess what? It was a murder-suicide. Now, why does that happen? Because when we're made to feel afraid, we start to feel hopeless and like there's nothing we can do. And so we get angst, we get overwhelmed, we feel anxiety, and then that leads to to depression and despair. I am here to tell you today, as a doctor of psychology, as an expert in mind-body medicine, in attitude and perspective and stress and how to manage it, that there is another way to do this entire routine. Stop and think about this for a minute. What if this pandemic, this coronavirus, what if this is, a, is actually an invitation, an invitation for a massive reset in our culture and globally to do things differently? You know, we in America have been working our backsides off to try to figure out how to make a life, how to get the house, how to get the apartment, how to get the condo, how to get the car, how to get the job, how to get the, and the list goes on, doesn't it? And when we get that home of ours and we get it set up, how frenetic is your life? How much time have you spent designing that perfect place for you to come home and feel safe? and get nurtured, and get replenished? And how much time do you actually end up spending there really, truly relaxing? Getting to know you. Getting to know the people who you share that dwelling with. Your significant others, whoever that is, whoever that might include. My experience in making house calls for 30-plus years in working with people for, wow, 40-plus years. (laughs) I see people in their homes and their offices and out in public places and on occasion in my offices, and I am always taken aback at the ways in which people get embarrassed about their homes. I'm talking whether they live in a gentle neighborhood with high crime rates or they live in the most exclusive, wonderful, often gated communities. And why do they feel embarrassed? Because they really haven't spent the time on their home that they really know would make it exquisite. 
so I'm thinking to myself, I, you know, I don't, I don't like this pandemic. I don't like that people are getting sick. I don't like that people are losing their lives. But we have fewer people losing their lives to this pandemic virus than we do to have heart attacks and die every day, that have automobile accidents here in America and die every day, or that experience and die from the flu every day. So let's put it in perspective. And how contagious are those things? It really doesn't matter because if you're a victim of any one of those other things, it doesn't feel particularly comparative to you. If it happens to someone who you love, you don't care about those comparisons either, do you? Nope, not at all. So what do we do about all this? Well, here's my formula. I, I live a singular life. I'm, I'm single, not married. I don't have kids who are living in my house. My parents have passed away. I have, I have extended family who I absolutely love and adore. But I live under my roof, me. I don't even have a pet right now. <laughs> but you know what? It's okay because this is an opportune time for me to do what I think I was put on this planet to do. And that is to have a platform that is open and clear that makes me available to take the blessings that I have, the education that I've accomplished, the experience that I've amassed, and be of help to others. My first priority is always the United States of America. I care about the whole world. I do. I've traveled it. I love it. I feel a tremendous amount of love and compassion and curiosity and, and connection and humanity with everybody around the planet. But my love and my dedication is here in the United States of America. I think that we are the most incredible nation in the world. We have big hearts. We have big minds. We have big ideas. We're entrepreneurial, we're kind, we're giving. And this is where I was born, and this is where I was raised. And this is the culture that I know, the culture that I know the best. So as I, as I go through all the experiences that we are having collectively and individually with this pandemic, I'm thinking to myself, you know, there, there are a number of things that are very distressing. One of them is the news and the way in which there's all kinds of rumors being spread. Everything from what the orders are from our government to what people are actually doing to what we can do to keep ourselves safe to what we can do to minimize the spread of this and all the way to what's happening in other parts of the world. Here's what I do know. I do know that I am both in Chicago and in St. Louis, and I have heard about martial law and mandates and laws and people getting citations and people getting arrested. <sighs> you know what I do? I go right to the source. And I contact my government officials. I contact my local police and I ask, 
What do I have permission to do for real so that I don't get in trouble, either with my health or with the authorities? And here's how it goes. We are advised by the healthcare professionals to go outside, to walk, to play with your own self, your pets, and people who are in your home, the people who you are residing with, and enjoy the fresh air. Take it in, drink it in, breathe it in. And also the sunshine, my goodness, the sunshine is counterproductive for this virus. It doesn't like the sunshine. And when we're drinking in all that vitamin D and that great sunshine, it feels great. It is a counteractive against depression and despair and angst. Do you know that Moving and exercise and dancing and singing has all been demonstrated repeatedly to be a great part of mind-body medicine that alleviates stress and despair and depression and anxiety. So that's number one. Get out of your house and go walk and move. Stay socially distant from people who are out there that you don't know and just exercise intentional wisdom. I know that this is a time of social distancing, which is what I call loving your brethren. Because instead of calling it social distancing, how about if what we say is, I'm keeping you safe and you're keeping me safe because I love you and I know you love me and we love humanity. So when I'm out and about, I'm either in my car or starting this week, I'll be on my bicycle or I'm out walking. And I'm noticing that people are being incredibly considerate and we're staying six, eight, ten feet away from one another. Fantastic. That's great. So that's one, number one piece of advice. Number two, please don't get a false sense of security about masking and gloving. If you're wearing the same gloves over and over again and going from place to place and then you're putting them in your pocket and taking them home, you're not doing yourself any favors. The idea of gloving, think about an, an operating room. Scrubs and gloves and masks were created for surgical rooms, and you wear them once, you scrub before you go in, and when you're leaving, you don't leave that, that room without taking all that off, and you put the scrubs in the laundry, and you put the mask and the gloves in the trash. So you have to be recycling them. And if you don't have high-quality masks that are specifically made for this virus, I know there's a lot of people out there, they're busy on their sewing machines, and they are making masks, and they're a fashion statement. The droplets that we are trying to prevent from absorbing from other people's coughs and sneezes and verbalizations, because some people have a little spray when they're speaking, are so minuscule that most of those fabrics are not going to keep them away from you. So, and by the way, people who are, you know, finding, I'm reading gross things, like where do I get elastic for these masks that I'm sewing 100 of? And somebody said, use the elastic off of your old underwear. And I'm thinking that is just disgusting. And and now is not a time for that kind of humor because some people are going to take you seriously. If you're going to be creating masks, 
that really is kind of an insane idea because you don't know what the cleanliness is. You don't know who is creating them. You don't know what their fabric went through. You don't know what the conditions are under which they're created. Either get the masks that are credible or go out there and maintain your social distance and be safe. Otherwise, it's a false sense of security, and you're going to take risks you don't need to. I go to the grocery store. I go to the smaller grocery stores. Everybody is staying far away from one another. There's plastic shields put up between us as consumers and the person who's at the cash register. I'm bagging my own groceries. It's all good. It's all good. We just really need to be introducing the idea of intentional wisdom. In terms of what to do with your time, here's the other thing. Reach out and make contact with people that you thought about for a long time that you haven't been in touch with. Reach out and touch them. Make them happy. Wish them well. Get back into one another's hearts and minds. How about this? When was the last time you sat down and wrote to people in your own cursive and sent them cards? Getting the mail during a time like this is exquisite. And all the people who really truly are on lockdown, like all of our seniors in facilities or in their own houses, who really are on on a, um, a vicious lockdown, it breaks my heart how people are suffering from the loneliness and depression of that too often right now. You know, people can die of broken hearts. We need to be taking good care of them, and we can do that. We all have the capacity to make a card and jot a note and stick a stamp on it and send it out there. That's another idea. Watching television. Watch something that's happy, something that's exciting, something that's nature, something that will better your life. The news is a devastating, a devastating part of reality these days. (laughs) I get so flippant anxious when I watch the news that I want my own television show right now, but I don't have that, so I'm going to come on to Blog Talk Radio and do the K-Factor. And I'm going to bring a host of guests on here, so every single Monday and Wednesday, really people love it. We'll do them on Saturdays, too, or on Fridays or whatever you want. I want to bring people on who are knowledgeable, who've got great ideas for you, who you might have been watching for years, and you've always wanted to hear what they had to say and be able to be up close and personal to them on a platform like this. And then we're also introducing you to credible nutrition. Do you know, listen to this, this is one of the grooviest things that I can tell you about this virus. I love this kind of news. This virus doesn't like foaming soap because foaming soap gets under your fingernails and all over and and it's very bubbly and active. You know, the coronavirus, if you've read the science about it, is a protein molecule that's got a layer of fat around it. So we're rubbing our hands, we're scrubbing our hands, we're washing our face, and we're keeping everything clean and minimizing points of entry, right? Well, listen to this. The coronavirus lands in your mouth and your throat. And with this heme molecule and with the, the lipid around it, what we need to do is move it along in your body. 
but what we want to do is we want to move it along reliably. Well, lipids, fats, dissolve in heat. So the recommendations are that you drink hot liquids all throughout the day. Well, isn't that a lovely thing to do? I mean, that's wonderful. It's wonderful for your voice and your throat health. So drinking hot water, hot coffee, hot tea, there are elements in each one of those that are really good, but the temperature is the most important. I have an automatic uh, instant hot water deal, and I also keep a kettle on my stove, so I've always got hot water. When When you move this virus, through your mouth and your throat and down into your stomach, guess what happens? This is so awesome. It meets with what your digestion does. It meets with hydrochloric acid that breaks up that virus and destroys it. Is that beautiful or what? I love that kind of information. Now, that's the kind of information that ought to be blasted all over the place. But it's kind of a secret. And I don't think it should be. I think on our news outlets right now, we ought to be talking about hot beverages that are really spectacular that we can whip up and enjoy and actually experience well-being from. Here's a couple of other ingredients. Add ginger, ginger powder, add add ginger root to your drinks and sip them because they facilitate all this. Add, um, add ginger to your food, if you're stir-frying, if you're making eggs, if you're, if you're making sauces for meats, soups, veggies that you're putting together, delicious, absolutely. Cut it in little matchbox shapes, mince it, carve it up, slice it, very, very healthy. And you can grow it in your own home, get a little container of sand. Put it in whatever sunlight and have it just stick it in there. It's a rhizome. It's a root. Stick it in there with enough of it sticking out. Like if you have a four-inch piece of ginger, put about three inches, two and a half, three inches in the sand and have it um, sprout up above there. And it's really pretty. And just keep using it and keep buying more and just keep using it. And water it. Let the 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 sand be moist, but don't drench it. Have good drainage on it. I always use a little clay pot with a saucer because it really helps keep it arid the way that it that it needs to be. Here's some more ideas: fresh fruits, fresh veggies. If you can't buy them fresh, then get them frozen. Absolutely healthy, exquisite. What a wonderful way while we're all moving at a little bit different pace to think about our nutrition and what we're taking in. If you can't get out, order online. Most of the groceries are delivering. Amazon is still delivering. You can, if you're on this show, you've got some kind of internet connection and you can Google food deliveries. And by the way, If you're not on an Internet connection or you know someone who isn't, either help them with your Internet connection ability or um, look up phone numbers of local grocers and food suppliers and help people get the nutrition that they need. Now, here's the other thing, toilet paper and paper towels. I've been finding 
<laughs> that my my smaller stores have like once or twice or three times a week when they're getting deliveries of those items, and we're invited to come in and to get one package each. We've got to share. I think that this is such a marvelous idea. This really is a marvelous reset capability for us. I want to share with humanity. I don't need to hoard things. I want to share with humanity. Here's what I'm doing. What are you doing? How about if we all pitch in and we we take it easy on how much of anything we're, we're making a purchase of, right? We don't need to hoard things. We just need enough to feel clean and tidy and safe, right? So I've called my local suppliers, my local stores, and asked them, so tell me the truth. When are you getting deliveries? And when's a good time to come in? And then I just, I don't mosey on over and wait at the door because I'm just going to take my chances and not be over anxious about it, but just be reasonable. So yesterday I went out. And I was delighted that 11 o'clock on a Sunday I was able to get an an eight-pack of toilet paper and a 16-pack of paper towels. I was pretty happy about that. And I'm being more judicious about how I use them. Like I'm using cloth more than paper towels. And I'm I'm just being, being more careful about what I eat so that my delivery into the commode doesn't command as much toilet paper. So eating things that are both good flushers and also good binders. So I eat a combination of veggies and, a, and my yogurt and things like oatmeal. So I've got things that really help me bind. And bananas, which are good binders. So I'm not eating any junk food. Can't put junk food in front of me. I'm usually pretty good about that, but right now I'm really being mindful about it. So <clears throat> that also leads to something else. What do you do about the stress and the anxiety that you feel? Well, I gave you a couple of ideas here about exercise and television and reaching out to people and having the contact. I'm using Zoom. I'm using Facebook Messenger. I'm using Skype. All those things make me feel like I've got the ability to be sociable and see people. You know, I want to see your face. And, um, So there's that. But, you know, the other thing is music. Oh, my goodness, music. I love to sing. I've got Amazon Alexa here in my home. We've got Siri on our phones. We've got YouTube on our phones. And so I've been finding things and pulling things up that I love to sing along with, and that makes me feel happy and uplifted. And here's the other thing. I invite all of you to go to all of my social media pages. When you Google my name, Dr. Deb Carlin, you're going to find all kinds of things, hundreds of thousands of of different things about me, and you're going to find I've got Dr. Deb Carlin, Deborah Carlin, Dr. Deborah Carlin, Partners in Excellence, Build the Strength Within. I've got multiple pages because I want you to be looking at what it is that I'm posting out there to different audiences, and you'll find out which one is really most helpful and attractive for you. But I've got something for you somewhere. The Case Factor is also a page out there on social media. Here's another one, the Missouri Venture Forum. Besides 
is the president and chief executive officer over that group. It is all about entrepreneurial adventure. I've been doing that since August. It's a 36-year-old organization. We're in our 36th year right now. And my job is to, with my team, ensure that entrepreneurs' dreams come true. We, we screen you, we vet you, we hook you up with vendors, and we point you in the direction of potential funding. We help you polish your idea and the capacity that you have to deliver the message about what it is. And by the way, uh, we did our first virtual event on Friday. We usually have a first Friday of the month breakfast with guest speaker or speakers. And um, we do them in St. Louis, Missouri, but now we're doing them everywhere because they're on Zoom, which is phenomenal. And what we did on Friday was we had Dr. Charlie Cartwright. He'll be my guest on this show soon. We had Dr. Charlie Cartwright on there talking about having gone from an abused life to becoming a chiropractic physician to now being a consultant and a professional speaker talking about the success formula. He invented it. Let me tell you, it is rock solid groovy. It is so exciting. So going on to social media, you're going to find I'm doing Facebook Live. I am, I am doing uh, posts every day. And I am, I am um, getting out on my phone, on my iPad, the day because it makes me feel better and I'm wanting you to feel better. My dream is that nobody, nobody suffers in the middle of this media hype scare, real true virus that does not have to be ending your life, ending our culture. We're Americans. We can survive and thrive through anything. Look at what we've all been through. And look at the world and what the whole world has been through. I'm on the last three minutes here, and I want to tell you something. I want you to go to drdebcarlin.com and sign up for my e-news because I'm blasting out good stuff. I've got things about wellness and the K factor, and I have a program called called Feel Better Fast a 90-minute process, and I guarantee that in that 90 minutes, you will feel better. So feel better fast because we'll zone in on what's wrong, and we'll get solutions, and we'll put you into action mode. I've got groups that you can join. Just sign up. Keep coming back here. This show today is only 30 minutes because I wanted to introduce you to what we're doing and cut to the chase and get you ready for what it is we're unleashing. Now, on um, Wednesday, we're going to do a show, and that'll be on at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. If you have requests for other times to do it because you'd like to call in live, great. We need to get out here and get blasted on what it is that we're doing and letting people know that we're back. So glad to be back. I love the K factor. Where K equals kindness and the factors are all the things that lead to it. So head over now to Deborah Carlin on Facebook. 
and take a look at what I've got waiting for you there in the way of a beautiful tour that I took you on yesterday through Chicago. Quiet Chicago. The only place you can't go in Chicago, really, other than the restaurants and bars and the stores, is you can't in the city anymore drive through the lakefront parks or get out at the lakefront parks. The fools who decided they needed to hang out in groups of 10, 20, 60. Ruined it for everybody. But you can still drive Lakeshore Drive, and it's beautiful. All right. Listen, with love and peace in my heart for you and every bit of kindness, this is your host, Hostess, Stir Psychology, mind-body expert, signing off, reminding you the K factor is where K equals kindness, and the factors are all the things that lead to it. Bless you. Stay safe. Remain optimistic.